boys and girls all over the world Tune that dial in To the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin Cause it's movie night and the time is right To kick back and let go If you're in the mix and you like good flicks Then you came to the wrong show It's the Weekly Watch Wheel It's the Weekly Watch Wheel Matt, it's funny the things that you are like, oh, that's disrespectful to Matt and the ABADs, Jimmy. You shouldn't be doing that. And then the things that you're okay with, like him just mushing gunk into the fibers of the couch. Yeah. That's one of those things that I'm not into and you're okay with. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel. Fudge. Where we'll watch, watch a, a movie. movie or something. <laughs> Is your laptop My just laptop's that? done being dead. Ah, uh, my condolences. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my good friend Shanley. Shanley, how the heck are you? I am good. I'm yeah. trying to think of what's happened in the past however long it's been. Not a damn thing. Yeah. How, how long do you think it has been? I have 90 days stuck in my head, but I don't know if it's because you mentioned 90 Day Fiance. That's exactly what it is. Mm. <laughs> it's not just us here, Shanley. We're here with our f- good friend Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you, man? I'm okay. How long do you think it's been since we last re- recorded? Since we last recorded? Um, I think it was early May. Okay. So however long it's been since early May. That's okay. almost August, so... 90 days. <laughs> so almost 90 days. Not quite. I think it's going to be like 78 days. Wow. And how are you doing, by the way? Bad. You already asked that. Okay. It's been how 91 you, days. Is that what we're doing here? It's been 91 days. <gasps> no way. And I can still smell the fresh paint. <laughs> China Do you want to hear the story or not? <laughs> <laughs> the weekly watch wheel was called a second-rate podcast. Did you say <laughs> the China was. man used? The China had never been used. Oh. I was <laughs> like, that was weirdly racist. <laughs> and I don't think it's accurate. Yeah. I don't think there was any Chinese in Ireland. No? Well, that's I the first thing they had to change. That's not the kind of thing they would allow. Did you see me just spill LaCroix all over me like a spring breaker? It was good. You're so excited. You're so excited to be back. Matt, you have been obnoxiously pressuring us to get back into the podcast. You have not enjoyed this break at all, it seems. <laughs> well, I mean... You've gone back and forth manically from, all right, you guys ready to record now? Like, we should really... Re- let's record this weekend. You've said that at least every weekend. Yeah. You've either done that, or you've said, all right, guys, well, I'm just going to sell all the podcasting stuff. <laughs> and you've said that several times, too. So you're just jumping from one extreme to the other. Either we're back today, or I'm out forever. Yeah. Those are your only options. Yeah, I have some manic tendencies. Yeah. But we're back anyway. As you know, we had a planned break of 91 days, <laughs> as we declared. Uh, and now it's over, and we're, we're back as we had committed. Right, Shanley? Yep. Just according to plan. All according to plan. Well, the ge- go ahead. You were going to say something? No, I was just thinking about this break, and I'm like, all right, dude, if it's been 90 days, um, baby Sean was so much more of a baby when this break started. Yeah. 
Like, he wasn't walking or crawling then. I mean, he's not really walking now, but he's walking like an old person with assistance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when I'm old, I hope I have assistance. <laughs> yeah, he has an assistant now, and uh, she helps him walk around. I he thought it was sexist her for so him. badly. I thought it was sexist yeah. for him to have a female assistant, but he's old school like that. Yeah. I don't know where he gets it from. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit of background. So we didn't mean to go on a break like that, but we all got hit with the pestilence. That's what stopped it. And I know that feels like a really long time ago when we all had COVID. And uh, I think the reason it seems like it was so long ago is because um, because it was so long ago. <laughs> and then we it really got- wasn't. It was three months ago, roughly, when but we it, all got COVID. Oh, it lasted for such yeah, a long time. I got time. COVID <laughs> at the very end of April, so we haven't done it since April. I know. Our last post was April okay. 27th, and we, we recorded the night before that, so April wow, 26th. Yes. I got COVID from you guys, but I had it first, <laughs> uh-huh. and then That's you guys all got it, Yeah, and then we, like, that we, took forever. Well, because we got it sequentially, because yes. you got it. And then Shanley got it. No. I got it, and then Sean got it. And then Shanley got it. And then me, and then each of my two kids afterwards. So we were were quarantining for three, four weeks in total. Yeah. So it was a really. Remember how scary it was when our baby had COVID? Yeah. It was like a one very scary night. Uh, And then it was fine after that. He was pretty. He bounced back. And, Pretty and well. He was treating his assistant so awfully. I don't even think he, he told her that he had COVID. Which is not Yeah, we don't good. that's not good. What a jerk. He's <laughs> upset. He's upset that we're talking about it. I but you see the thing is, I think he's crying for himself. I don't think he's crying like out of remorse yeah. for what he did. Anyway. But then afterwards, like we had a few scheduled trips. It was just like the perfect storm for uh major delays and so but but we're back and if anything i think the fact that we all got a pandemic virus after watching our last film was kind of right on brand Mm. because the last movie we watched from video affectations was resident evil welcome to raccoon city and uh it was my spin and my choice so i'll give a quick summary of it Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Holy shit, I have notes from this. <laughs> we, oh my god. We had decided to not rewatch the movie despite the yeah. fact that we saw it three so months ago. So I remember when we watched this movie, I was pushing for us, Sean, I'm trying to talk. Bill Clinton was still president at the yeah. time. <laughs> I was trying to push for us to purchase the movie. Uh huh. And it was kind of for like a bit. But I was saying we should just buy it. And you guys insisted that we don't. And we rented the movie. Uh Uh-huh. And now here we are, 91 days later, Mm. and no no one remembers (laughs) this movie. No one remembers this movie. (laughs) Yeah. This is either going to be a brilliant episode because we're going to find out that this is our rhythm yeah if we would just record oh 91 days one after episode we- every three months that's what we're going to do from <laughs> and now then on. we can find out we make the best content did we way. drop the selection yeah 
Okay. Yeah. So we're like, join us next week for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So people are still waiting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you want to hear my impression of the sound of a can opening up? You do things. I I really don't know if you know this or or it feels subconsciously like you do this sexy on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um you do things louder than other people do them. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, like when you open a can, I could tell that it's you. If if everyone who lived here opened a can, I would know which one was you. If everyone here ate a Why salad, can I, hear you I would chewing know which when one you open the can. <laughs> yeah, you chew soda. Uh, anyway, um, so the movie. <laughs> Let me see if I can give a quick summary uh, about the movie. I feel like being on the podcast gives me the ability to criticize you in a way that you're more tolerant of because it's for content. Mm. And I like that. Yeah, we just need to record our... That's the silver lining lives. of doing this. <laughs> The silver lining of doing it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so much work. It really and is. It's, but we have to remember it's for the people. It's for the people. It's we for the people for who've been blowing up our emails for the last 91 yeah. days. Everyone out there who's been watching Raccoon City every week so that they're fresh in their minds <laughs> whenever this episode finally drops. It's for the crowd outside of our window, like the TRL oh, yeah. <laughs> film. I don't know if... We do have a crowd outside the window, but I don't know if they know about us. Well, they, they think that our names are Amy. People have been camping out across the street literally this entire time waiting for this oh, episode there are, to drop. Oh, there are fans. I didn't yeah, realize that's what that, that is. I, I thought that they were meth heads. <laughs> They could be both. Yeah, definitely both. <laughs> okay, so the story follows a brother and sister. Uh, the sister's name is Claire. They do the meth so that they can stay awake just in case the episode drops in the middle of the night. They want to be there They're as soon as it us hits. For. Yeah. You've ruined our lives. <laughs> They're telling you want to tell about this movie or what? I don't know. I keep delaying. I keep interrupting myself. It's annoying myself. that you do that. Brother and sister... Chris and Claire, they grew up together in an orphanage in Raccoon City, and they were experimented upon, and Chris stays in Raccoon City, and he becomes a police officer, and Claire leaves town, Uh, but then she comes back to town to blow the lid on this story of, like, human experimenting and things like that, and when she gets there, uh, her brother, who's basically, like, fully drank the the kool-aid for umbrella corporation who basically who owns this town and runs this town and she's telling him that they're an evil corporation he's like nah you need to leave and so he goes to work and then all of a sudden there's like big alarms and then there's a full-on zombie apocalypse and uh luther from umbrella academy's there right Sure is. We, an entire season of Umbrella Academy dropped <laughs> since uh, last we recorded. And we watched the whole we, thing. We watched the. Sure, we can record, but we need to. Well, I mean, Netflix <laughs> releases the entire this. season at once. That's true. So that's that means nothing. Yeah. Hours it's been. So we barely took a break, is what you're saying? Yeah. If anything, if you think we took a long break, you're sounding crazy. Yeah, it was only one episode <laughs> or season of Umbrella Corporation. 
Umbrella Academy, Umbrella Corporation. Oh. It's all connected. Anyway, just like the people in this movie, we also got a virus, and that's why we couldn't record. So, yeah. So that's your summary of this movie? Yeah. Okay. Not criticizing it, but Shanley, do you remember everything that Matt just said? Um, yes or no is what I'm To be honest, I tuned him out. So I, I heard brother and sister. Shanley's back to <laughs> optimal, <laughs> optimal uh, recording it's on Shanley. <laughs> so, so you didn't not. hear anything Matt just said? I heard brother and sister. Okay, that's enough for me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> did you know there was a brother and sister in this movie? Yeah. I did not. That is mm-hmm. news to me. I don't think I even knew that when we watched it. I really feel like that was not in this movie. <laughs> it, it very much was in the movie. I thought it was pretty prominent. I don't have the word brother or sister in my notes once. <laughs> I just command F'd my, <laughs> my notes, and there's a no mention of brother or sister. Also, command F'd doesn't sound very good. Doesn't sound clear. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so... You didn't remember that there was a brother and sister. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that it's been 90 days since we watched this Well, it's not in my notes either. I I feel like I would have written at some point, like, the sister said this, or this girl said this, or these two are brothers, or sisters. Brothers. Or brother. What is it called when siblings? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I got there. (laughs) Sibling what? Huh? What'd you say? What did you say? Go back to not listening. (laughs) I, okay, to be fair, I can't really hear. Yeah, I put, got this little him, jerk him, whining in my ear all the put time. Put him in his crate. <laughs> Baby, <Yeah>. kennel. <laughs> That's why we need his assistant here 24 I hours know. a day. That's what he's upset about. That she clocked out? Yeah. Okay, so... Can I, can I just mention for a second that while we were getting ready to record... You cheater! I, that's for character lists. You're still a cheater. Okay, I have the. Um, I was talking about Monopoly. Did you <laughs> did you read anything to remind you of the plot to this, or any? No, I wanted. I I needed to remember what Claire's name was. It's Claire, Matt. Oh, okay. Claire Foy. I, Claire Foy. Hmm. <laughs> I have IMDb open on my on my phone. Uh, but But that summary was just off the dome. Okay, so there's a chance that they're not siblings. They are siblings. Damn it. Alright, why are they siblings? Uh, who was the sibling? Chris, who's uh, the boyfriend from 1600 Pen. Okay. Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield. She steals his motorcycle. I don't remember. He's a cop in town. Aren't there like a bunch? This whole movie's about cops. Yeah, it's like only like five of them, though. Uh, He's one of them. Okay. Oh, okay. Is he one of the ones in the mansion? He, yeah. Yeah, he leads that team. And okay. that's I thought that Billy Bones, a.k.a. Luther, was uh, the one who led the team. Oh, I guess you can sort of say that he's the leader, but the what, what makes these... There's two parallel stories in this. There's Claire's story. She's at the police station with Leon. You remember Leon? What you gonna oh, yeah. do, Leon? That, like, rookie... Cop who sucks at his Who's job. The wor- yeah, he's the worst at everything. Oh, Shanley like remembers everything. I she remembers um, everything. Yeah. I wrote, 
my third note is cop yelling at Leon. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, the boss. It's like the, the chief or whatever who was like sassy at the beginning, right? Uh, I don't think he's the chief because wasn't Donald Logue the chief? That's who I think I'm talking about. No, I think you're talking about when they're in the diner at the beginning. No, I'm talking about at the place. He's like sassing him when the the zombies are hitting the fan. <laughs> the zombies have hit the fan. He's like, go down <laughs> to the basement, dummy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, right, dude. N- n- <laughs> so Claire and Leon. Wait. Claire and Leon, uh, we follow their story while they're at the police station. She goes to the police station because her brother Chris is a cop. And she goes there expecting to find him. But he and his team, along with Luther Hargreaves and Jill Valentine, who's Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's all up in this movie. She's in this? Yeah. Her name's Jill like Valentine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh... We should watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. It really does. So What's his name? Jill- Domino Gleason? Donald Logue. That's yeah. He's hot. Him and Billy Bones and Ghost. Mm. Sounds good. And then uh Chris and Jill <gasps> and Oh dude, Whisk- I have that written in my notes. They're they're all in the uh they're in the mansion. And okay. and so these these parallel stories they end up converging on one another. About halfway through my notes is the line Jill Valentine is ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Huh. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you think you just identified that, or do you think you, you looked it up mid, mid-movie? mid No, I don't usually write things. I don't look stuff up during the movie, usually. Shanley and I do to stay awake. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember if you fell asleep during this movie? No, I don't think I did, because I actually have... Okay, first of all, my notes are crazy. <laughs> Dude, so we need to do that. <laughs> when we get to the next break in this, I want to go through crazy notes statements. Okay. I mean, I was just laughing to myself because the first Don't, four of no, my notes are stop, solid. Stop it. There's I'm not going to say them. I'm just saying. They're great. Well, but Shanley, I'm curious to hear what you were going to say. You think you stayed awake because your notes are, what, extensive? Uh, not extensive, but like when I look at the last note, it reaches the end, and oh, it's not midway so, through the movie. Yeah, I made my way through. <laughs> okay, so All you're right. saying that's, that's the cause of you staying awake was the notes. It usually is. Yeah. So if there are very few notes, it either can mean you fell asleep or I or you I were awake. Been. You were watching the movie, so we yeah, we never really know. But I if there's a lot know. of notes, it means that you mostly stayed awake. Yes. Throughout the movie, but you were probably falling asleep. Baby Sean. You know, I mean, historically, yes. Mm. <laughs> it makes the most sense. Okay, so I think, Jimmy, what you wanted to do is for us to scroll through our notes and come up with some, some highlights I from mean, our not notes. Not necessarily highlights. Or just the weirdest um, thing. Just if there's anything that you look at in your notes and are genuinely confused by. Not like. Oh, like this is something, and I know what I'm talking about, but it's funny, or this is interesting, or this isn't like honorable mentions type thing, but just like, is there anything skimming through your notes where you're like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know what I'm referring to there in a yeah. lot of this stuff. Yeah. So, is okay. there anything like that that's well, worth noting that's not like uh, something that we would already have in a later segment for our show? Okay. Yeah, let's see. Should I start? 
<laughs> oh shoot! Sure, because I feel like <laughs> I originally was un- was confused, but now I feel like I remember. So it's I've solved that mystery. Okay, well I'm just gonna read out. Several of my notes are like three words or less. Okay. Go ahead. And I don't know what any of them mean, so I'm hoping you guys can shed some light on this. I'm just gonna go in order. First note that I wrote is freaky ginger freak. That's it. <laughs> Do you guys know what that is? Maybe yes. that's your your like writing your uh, that's your nom de plume. <laughs> Raccoon City by Freaky Ginger Freak. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that was the neighbor kid. So remember the girl oh, Jill? Yeah. She's at her, she's in her brother's house and then there's a weird neighbor lady and then her weird son. First maybe? it's her son and then it's the lady. Yeah, and the lady says like itchy, lovey or whatever. Is this like a flashback or is no, this it's modern when- day? Modern, modern day. day. <laughs> modern day. It's during modern day. <laughs> I forgot Not how good we are at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah, no, it's modern day. It's it's after she and Chris get into an argument, uh, and then he's like, "You know what? I'm glad to see you, but you you need present to present day. That's what I meant. <laughs> you need to go. I got to go to work." And so he leaves her. The the in, lady? No, he leaves his sister in the house as he Ew. goes to work, and then he's banging his sister. What? Is that what you're saying? No. They no. get into an argument. He says, I'm uh, glad to see you, but you gotta so go. they weren't banging this time. They were arguing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then so he leaves. She's alone in his house. And then Freaky Ginger Freak comes. And then... Uh, Is he a then zombie? He's, like, infected, but he's not zombie yet. But his mom's, like, full-on zombie. Ew. And she, she her mom gets in looking. the house. And it was the first instance of Shanley's, nope. Nice. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Okay. So we got that one. No, let's go. Let's go next. around. Oh, we're gonna round. Okay. I, I don't one. have individual. Jimmy, you but you just put. I put creepy ass redhead neighbor kid. Okay. Ah. Sure. Okay. So. And you eventually married that man. I I would never. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good. Uh, do you have any weird things uh, that's yeah, a different what, topic? Yeah. What's your version of that? What's your popcorn, I guess, I for mean, this? The creepy-ass redhead neighbor kid is my second note. My first one is creepy-ass lady watching her sleep in an orphanage. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so okay, that was I'd like to reiterate modern that day. what I'm trying to have us do right now, and I knew this was going to get <laughs> messed up already, but it's notes that you don't know what you're talking about yeah, is what we're sharing I, right now. I take good notes, so I know That's why about. you shouldn't be going. It should just okay. be me right now. It's always about me. It should all be me. I got one, though. There we go. Now it's Matt. I've got Planet Hollywood and Blockbuster and Journey and Tamagotchis. End quote. What? <laughs> I know. Say, I have no, no idea. Take it from the top. So uh, it's, it's quote, quotation mark. It says, Planet Hollywood and Blockbuster and Journey and Tamagotchis. End quote. Weird. So, <laughs> is that towards the beginning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So This I, is great, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because... My my next several lines are after Freaky Ginger Freak, then mm-hmm. it's Journey Line. There's one. <laughs> okay. Then Blockbuster. Ah. I don't know why. <laughs> then Palm Pilot. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then a few other things. And then the last one that I had to share right now is just Marini and Dooley. <laughs> 
M A R I N I space A N D O O L I E. Marini Anduli. What the hell is I that don't mean? know what any of that's in reference to, but especially that one. Is that towards the end? No, it's like a third of the way through my notes. That's great. What Marini Anduli. <laughs> <laughs> maybe is that, that a person? <laughs> I don't know. It maybe it's like, like a it. comic script, like a or like a a comic sketch about like a marine and somebody who's like a a dual fighter. Okay, <laughs> and uh, that's that's like their hygiene. Oh, like Marinian dually, <laughs> yeah. just like that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure, I think you fixed it. <laughs> Okay, so I think what happened with mine here uh, is maybe these quotation marks are facetious quotation marks. Maybe it's not really a quote, but it's like they've mentioned these things okay. in passing. Sure. Just to, to like really hammer home that this, this takes place in the 90s. Because right. it's supposed to be uh, September 30th, 1998, according oh, to fun. my notes. And so like maybe they're just pretty heavy-handed that it's like, Tamagotchi, am I right? AOL, hmm? Maybe it's like that. Probably. Gotta go down to the blockbuster. Mm hmm. With my Palm Pilot. After leaving Marini and Dooley's. <laughs> I feel like we're doing like a Mad Lib. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I don't think they mention Palm Pilots. I think Wesker has a Palm Pilot. Who's Wesker? Uh, Luther. Luther Hargreaves. Oh, Billy Bones. The cop has a Palm Pilot. Yeah, because he's a that's he's crazy. a double agent. Spoilers. Uh, you remember that? No. <laughs> I wonder if that's in my Shanley, notes. did you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Shanley's oh. remembered everything. Okay, we are we gonna try to reclaim some structure for this <laughs> conversation? Because now is the time to make that decision. No. No, we're just so. going wild I think, card. I think this is shotgunning this movie because if we try to like actually make sense out of it, we're gonna it's gonna be over an hour of just going, I think that happened. Right? Okay. Well, I do have, is Wesker supposed to be a good guy? Mm. Weird ending for him. It was a weird ending for him. I don't know what ending he got, but I remember <laughs> writing that. <laughs> you don't remember writing that. You just found it. I remember writing it. I think there was chain link involved. Mm-hmm. So he... Was there? Chain link? Yeah. Uh, there, I don't think directly with his death, but Damn there was a chain link fence nearby. That's what I mean, like in the shot. Probably, yeah. That's Heck cool. Yeah. That's a cool way to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> he did have like a redemptive arc because he was, he fully intended to just like steal the virus and then leave for the corporation that he was double agenting for. But oh, then shit. instead of doing that, he, um, he tries to save dum dum dugan's daughter and then and then uh and then he dies but then there's a post credits where uh i think they're turning him into a boogie man or something okay and then the whole thing of course with marini and Uli. yeah that was great <laughs> all right um so what do we want to do here i don't know it's kind of hard uh, right. well firstly i'm just curious do you remember enjoying this movie you know, no. No is the answer. Okay. But I think I remember thinking it was cooler than I expected. Not, okay. like, better, 
but I was like, this is kind of a cool, weird way to do a movie. What What about it? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I just what I felt. I don't <laughs> okay. Know. Well, good. I don't know what I liked about it. It's uh. Hmm. <laughs> trying to decide where I want to go with it. But overall, you don't think you enjoyed it. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think I want to watch it often. It just for me. I definitely it, want to watch it again. Yeah, we should have maybe should have done that before hitting record. <laughs> I think this will be nah. good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We're thirty minutes in right now. Good for us. I know. Crushing it. <laughs> Need two more hours to go. <laughs> Shanley, do you think you enjoyed this movie, or do you recall enjoying this movie? Um, I think I enjoyed it. I don't think I cared for the end. Okay. Yeah. And just just as a refresher, uh, you sort of have a history, Shanley, with the Resident Evil video games, más o menos. I honestly, I get confused, but I feel like my sisters and my dad grew up like mm-hmm. would play this a lot on PlayStation growing up. Yeah, I've watched all of them in the way that I don't remember the actual plot or characters or, you know, anything important. So when you were watching this movie, it didn't ring any familiar bells. Besides knowing what... It also didn't feel like the, like, zombie-ish whatever characters didn't Mm. feel like... zombies, if you will. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because I feel like maybe I'm confusing it with other things that I've seen, like The Walking Dead or other zombie stuff. But I feel like the, the zombies that we saw in Raccoon City didn't match or align with the zombies I remember. Like, they're from. not, like, real zombies. They're, like, weird things. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, the... It's, like, zombies for lack of a better term, but it's, like, that's not really fair to call them that. It's, like... I'm, I feel like I'm only calling them zombies because I've seen other Resident Evil movies and games and, like, know, like, oh, yeah, that's what they are. But watching this, I would never connect them. With the rest of the franchise. I see. Okay. I wonder if that's just because, like, the zombies that we're used to seeing, especially, like, in Walking Dead, that there's, like, a a huge emphasis on, like, the decay of them. It's like So, like, the design is, like, one eye's missing or half of their jaw is missing, things like that. But these people have just freshly been turned into zombies, so for the most part, they're not falling apart. Yeah. May- yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Um, They're fresh zombies. Jim? One note that I had while we're That's talking about That's a dope clothing zombies. line name. Sorry. Fresh zombies? One note that I had while we're talking about the zombies is um, I wrote down, how much do these zombies actually want to consume? I feel like there's a lot left over when they move on to another person. Hmm. It's like, what's their goal here? Because if they're, if they're hungry... Like, uh, you know, eat a, eat, you got a person, just to eat them. It's like you take one bite and you move on to a different person. Doesn't that, like, speak to our consumerism here yep. in Yep, it's in just throwaway States. culture. It's like, uh, you know, wasteful. wasteful. Ugh. Snaps. That's what this is about. <laughs> That's what it's always been about. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, do you have any background with Resident Evil franchise? I forget. Um, I'm, like, aware of them, but I don't think I've seen a single movie. Okay. And I don't think that I have played more than five minutes of any game. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, uh, do you know who William Birkin is? Birkin? William Birkin. I think that's Dum Dum Dugan. Okay. 
he's like the the leader of the bad guys. Yeah. He's like a yeah. scientist. Yeah, he's the, like a bad guy, like capitalist <clears throat> scientist. Yeah, and he's his wife and daughter. Uh, he's trying to like get them out of town because, and then he's gonna do some evil stuff. And then he turns himself into a freaky eyeball monster. Yep, yep. He looks. Okay. He kind of looks like the villain in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'll have to take your word for it, Matt. <laughs> um, yep, but I have no idea. I said, William Birkin is wearing a Tall Oaks T-shirt. This movie is set in the American Pie universe. Oh, connection. He's wearing a Tall Oaks uh, Bandcamp t-shirt. Really? Bandcamp? I don't think it's the Bandcamp one, but that's what, that's what the Tall Oaks Bandcamp logo looks like. That's Very similar. insane. I don't, I don't think it's the same thing, but it's probably from the same area. Okay. okay. Probably, uh, he probably plays musical instruments. Mm-hmm. Look into it. Nice. So that's cool. I'm glad that these are connected. <laughs> Me too. I grew up playing the the first two Resident Evils on which uh, this movie is based. And for me, the experience was really fun to see as close of a translation of those video games, as much as I can remember them at least, to film. And I think that this is a pretty faithful adaptation. At the same time, this movie feels super low budget. So it it kind of had the feeling of like the world's greatest fan-made film to me. Uh, it wasn't very good. Kind of lost my interest. If I recall, it was a fairly short movie, but it still dragged on, and that was kind of a bummer. But there, there were some parts that were like ripped directly out of the game. Like uh, when Chris first sees a zombie, and he's like eating one of uh, the cops's like corpses. And he kind of, the zombie like turns and does like an over the shoulder look and it's got like no lips or anything. That's directly the opening cutscene of the game, which is incredible to see that on film. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Wow. And it, the, the game is all about like puzzles. And a puzzle that sticks to mind to me is uh, there, you like enter in a room and there's a piano. And you, while you're like investigating, there's uh, like sheet music on the piano. And it's like, it's Moon Knight Sonata. And you can get the option to like sit down and play it, and then when you do, it op- it solves a puzzle. It opens up like a secret passageway, and that was that scene in its entirety was in the movie, and I thought that was pretty neat. Like I, taking an actual puzzle from the game and putting it in the movie feels really cool. What are you doing? <laughs> Just drink water. <laughs> yeah, but you kept eye contact with me while drinking water, which felt odd. Just trying to show you I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Good communication, thanks. Okay, that's cool, Matt. Yeah. I, I heard what you said, and I'm acknowledging it. Thanks. But that being said, when the movie was starting... I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie was starting, it had a crap ton of studios, which gave me Vampire's Academy vibes. I was okay. like, oh, shoot, there's too many companies involved with this for this to be any good. So, So was it not good? I don't think it was very good. I do want to watch it again, though. And I, I appreciate what they did. It's It feels like it was made for fans, by fans. And even though it wasn't an excellent movie in and of itself, I think it was a great adaptation of a video game. Okay. And I think that it like opens up like the, the wider question about video game adaptations to movies. Is like, is that good enough 
for it to be like a faithful video game adaptation. I don't think that that should ever be the goal, man. Really? Um, probably shouldn't cover my mouth when I'm talking to the mic. I don't think that should ever be the goal, man. Uh, I feel like where people go wrong with making adaptations is they either completely betray the source material by just like not really using it at all, or they go too strict to it and try like Super Mario Bros betrayed the source material. There's like no right. real connections to what's in the games. Yeah. Um and they change weird stuff. It's a bad movie. Um sure. but then you can go too literal like this one where I feel like it maybe just n- didn't really grab me that much cuz the yeah. story is kind of all over the place. Because yeah. it's like a video game structure, not a like yeah narrative yeah. structure that well. Well, even even for a video game like Resident Evil, where it's heavily narrative focused, it's there's meandering that happens in a video game because you have to have some activity between uh, between like the narratives, between like cutscenes. There's a lot of just wandering, meandering, mm-hmm. and I feel like this movie did that. And it's it's not the same media. A video game story and a movie story are not the same. It's it's probably a pretty hard problem to resolve when translating a video game to a movie. Yeah, I think that the problem is is that a lot of times when bigger budget studios make a video game adaptation, I think there's probably a lot of like marketing involvement. It's like we want to sell products through this and it's too tied in that way um i think maybe detective pikachu is probably like the best it's like the best one yeah one how how similar is that to the game detective Pikachu? i've never played that i don't know i've never watched a video about it or anything yeah but it doesn't feel to me like they just said this is going to be the video game well straight copied to film yeah i i almost feel like uh this movie was like like a movie example of some of our worst episodes where we're like, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then mm-hmm. this happened. It felt like this movie was really that. Like the greatest yeah. hits of the game. It's like, yeah, just watching in, a video of someone playing the game is basically what just happened. But but even when you watch those like playthroughs, they're cut interestingly, whereas I feel like this movie was poorly edited. It had, it had a lot of downtime. I, I remember when I we were no watching... Idea. I remember while we were watching the movie at some point, like, I forgot that there were zombies in it because there was, like, so much stuff happening in the movie. And then, like, oh, zombie scene. Like, oh, yeah, that's what this movie is. I completely forgot. You know, it's funny. We forgot to mention in the beginning that in the time since we recorded the selection episode, a new... Resident Evil show has dropped. <laughs> That's also not not prob- probably better than this, but not quite grabbing us so far. I we watched the first episode and we were super uninterested in it. Yeah, it was uh, it was It felt obligatory just to finish the first episode. I think it's just the, the I'm main not saying I'm super so uninterested, but I'm not is. sold. I feel like it I could watch a couple more episodes to really make a decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not not excited about it. Well, I'd, I'd rather but, watch this movie again 
then lock into watching the rest of that season of that show. I'm curious though because it's it's kind of that different paradigm for the the Netflix series. So the Netflix series is based in the world of Resident Evil as it's if like the an original story in that world. And and it's like a generation later. Mm. And so the main character of of the show is Wesker's daughter. And so it it it's based in in the video games but it's telling like a new version of the story and i I don't know how much of that storyline is coming from some of the later games which i didn't play but it it seems to me like it's it entirely original yeah it is that the better way to go you think if uh if that is original that's kind of what i think like a lot of people for a while now have been asking for a zelda movie or series or something okay and a lot of people are like in my nerd Zelda communities are like trying to figure out like which game it should be based on or whatever and I think the way to go is to take a lot of the elements from the games but make like its own your own story set in that world I think if you try to go like oh this is a recreation of this exact story but in film I think you're just setting yourself up to have fans be upset or have casual viewers be alienated depending on how far you go with sure making it referential gotcha well i I, that is one thing that i feel like resident evil welcome to raccoon city did well it felt well accessible for for people who are unfamiliar with uh ip i feel like it inter it introduced the material pretty well. I mean, I didn't know that they were siblings, and I'm the only one of us who didn't have any experience with the franchise. So that could be a coincidence. It could be because it's been three months since we watched it. But I, I don't know if I thought they were siblings even when we watched the movie the first time. Or what like do you when think? Did watch what did movie. you think that they was? I thought they were just people. Mm. Aren't we all? I actually wrote down in my notes, which we've already covered most of my notes somehow, but um, I wrote down the dynamic between Chris, Claire, and Birkin is underexplained. Okay. So I wrote that. That's a thing I wrote. Sure. Okay, Shanley, do you know what the relationship between Chris, Claire, and Birkin? And do you feel like it was explained adequately? So I'm not 100% sure who Birkin is, but I'm going to have a guess. He's the guy from Bandcamp. He's Dum Dum Dugan from Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, I don't know who either of those people are. He's the guy who turns into the eyeball monster. Okay, then yes. He so. played Bison in Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. So Chris and Claire <laughs> are brother and sister, and they grew up in an orphanage. And Birkin was like the doctor that was like doing experimentation mm-hmm. on people on little kids from the orphanage. Truth. Yay! See? And I then, was awake. And then Claire left Raccoon City and as Chris stayed in Raccoon City... So is he like their Birkin, papa? Yeah. From yes, Stranger Things? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Chris stayed and so he kind of continued to be Chris's papa. Oh, That's so sweet. And so in Chris's house, I think he had like pictures of... Papa? Yeah. Birk- Papa B? Yes. Papa Birk. 
Nathaniel Burke, ma'am. Hmm. The seal squealed. <laughs> and fingered, and fingered Nathaniel. Nathaniel. That's the best line of anything we've ever seen. So, I don't know if you remember this, but this is the plot line with why Claire left. She had, like, a, a freaky friend in the orphanage mm. who was, like, a... She was, like, a prisoner. Yeah. Do you remember that? Nope. She, she was, was like, real creepy looking. She was like inside stocks. Oh, she was like a little monster, right? Yeah. Yeah, but she was sweet. She was a monster with the heart of gold. Ugh. Yeah. Do you remember that? She was like like um the thing in Damn it. Is it in Harold and Kumar? I what don't movie know. is it? You, you have some begun to explain what you're talking about. There's some movie <laughs> Where they keep, like, a freaky monster in the basement, and it's, like, a comedy thing. I think that is Harold and Kumar. But there's, like, a terrifying... Oh, it, it's in the second one, I think. It's, it's, it's the probably. child of uh, the two cousins who are that sounds husband right. and wife. Okay. And it's, like, creepy, but, like, it, it bites them. Like, it's they're becoming friends with it, hmm. and they're trying to, like, feed it something, and it, like, bites their hand. Does that happen? I don't know that movie well enough. I don't know. I didn't even know which movie it is, but I'm just seeing this scene in my head. Cool. This is how my memory works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Burke Birkin Berkman does experiments on that little girl, and Claire's like, "That's enough. I've had it," and then she runs away. But Chris stays, and Birkin like attends his graduation and like helps him to get on the police force and all that sort of stuff. So Chris likes the Birkin. What are you laughing about over there? Well, I feel like it's from Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, which I watched for the first time in your living room. Nice. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. Uh, and this thing's freaky looking. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's like a cyclops or it looks like sloth from the Goonies. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, good. It, but this, it was kind of a similar vibe, but this little girl in the asylum, she kind of looked like a character from the movie 13 Ghosts. You remember that movie? I know that's a movie. I've seen it. Mm, it's, uh, is that it's the a, one on the boat? No, that's it's Ghost Tony, Ship. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, I it's, think these movies are merged <laughs> in my head because I thought Tony Shalhoub was in it. <laughs> it's in that crazy house. Tony Shalhoub is in the 13 Ghosts one? Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. You wow. Know, the king of the horror franchise, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> and great. Shannon Elizabeth, I believe? No. No way. That's a guess. Wow. Let's look that up. Is she topless in it? No. There That's is kind of a, her thing for a while. There is a uh, creepy topless ghost in it. Let's see. We're really on topic right now. That I'm I mean, IMDb. we're about done with this episode. <laughs> Are we just done? Shannon Elizabeth's in it. Yay. Of course, she plays Kathy Criticos. Good call. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, this uh, welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah, so the, there's a freaky girl, and you're talking about it for some reason. Oh, uh, that's why um, 
Oh, what the hell? Matthew Lillard. I remember now Matthew Lillard was in 13 Ghosts. That's cool. <laughs> Let's watch 13 Ghosts. Remember no. when he was doing things? He should still be doing Dude, things. He should. I love him. Tell him to put in his two weeks notice at the Arby's and get back to acting. He was uh, doing the voice of Shaggy for a really long time. Shaggy. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lova Lova. <laughs> yeah, they found out it was like a Millie Vanilli sort of thing in Korea. It was Matthew Lillard the whole time. That's awesome. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you know what? Shaggy was telling us the whole time, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. At the end of the song, he says, it was actually Matthew Lillard. <laughs> so I feel like we kind of talked about that creepy girl. Which creepy girl? The creepy, the one at the orphanage. Oh, yeah. The, the she's sweet though. She's an ally. Yeah. You wouldn't hang out with a creepy no. girl if she was no. Really sweet? Every time I saw her, you know that was my favorite word. Just nope. Nope. <laughs> but she gives them a key. You remember she gives them a key to get yeah. to like the yeah, underground. I don't train. want a key from a freaky, creepy person. That's the only person I want to keep. I don't want that anything key? from her. She's like, oh yeah, go to this room that's locked that I'm giving you the key to. That means she wants you to go in there. And anything she wants to do to you in this creepy locked secret room is probably going to be bad news. So, just so our listeners know, Sean is grabbing Jimmy's pop filter. <laughs> well, he was grabbing my mic. It's right in front of my face. No! <laughs> If you've gotten to the age where our son has crazy fast hands and he's just and like a death grip, he's gonna be a jujitsu master. Nice, because his grip is insanely strong. Mm. And I think I mean, he has like Terminator vision, where he just scans and finds like the most dangerous thing in the room. He really to touch. does. He really, <laughs> really does. Yeah. He does. He really does. <laughs> it's our second Titanic <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Titanic a few days ago, and it boy, wasn't a few days ago. <laughs> not, not recently. Okay, a week ago? I, I think longer than that. No way. No I feel way. like it's our second time watching Titanic since we lived here. We watched it like a week ago at most, okay. right, Shanley? Yeah. Yeah, it was like maybe less than a week ago, but at most a week ago. And then you turned it off. We watched the whole thing. What? We watched the entire movie. We picked it back up another day. I think the next day. You absolutely Benedict Arnold. You Benedict Cumberbatches. Uh, Shanley, you were beginning to talk about the creepy gal. <laughs> the creepy gal with the key. Yes. So, is it just me or did it kind of feel like that character reminded me of like, um, maybe it's like scary stories to tell in the dark or like any of, oh, of yeah. those kind of like Oh, she's like a ghost, and she comes back to kill people because she was wronged, and <laughs> now the heroes have to like. That that wasn't scary stories to tell in the dark. I didn't I didn't really catch that with this gal. I think this gal was like a fully just well intentioned. No, she had upper like management written all over. <laughs> she's like a Smeagol. I yeah. don't think even that. Yeah, I think she was just misunderstood because she was creepy. Matt, she was evil. Did you look at her? It felt like the heroes had to avenge her death, and then I don't think she died. <laughs> She's still alive. The ghost She's still could large. rest in peace <laughs> and stop haunting everyone. Because what was she doing? What she, she was, was stuck in there. stocks. Not in the bonds. whole movie. 
And she was She's just like uh, Glenn Gulia. She's in stocks. <laughs> no one's gonna get that. <laughs> Is that a wedding singer? Yeah, he he works in in junk bonds, high yield bonds. <laughs> so How would you feel if I said you stock. were in junk waitressing? You said he said she was in stocks, <laughs> and then said she's like like. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep it light. Okay. Um, <laughs> she never did anything wrong in the whole movie, and then uh, they're being chased by like the hunters, like the. Well, they're being chased because the doctors are there watching them all the time. Well, in in, as Jimmy called it, modern day, in in modern day, <laughs> they go back to the hospital because they're trying to find the train that will go uh, to the mansion or whatever. Mm. And when they the get there, they're being chased by, not the hunter, the lickers, the one, the what? monsters with the big tongues. You remember that? What? Wait, what? They're, they're the... In the orphanage. Yeah. I remember monsters in the orphanage. Uh, there are they're ones that like... They're kind of like, like demodogs. Yeah, but they climb on the ceiling and they have big Don't tongues. Don't demodogs climb on the ceiling? Maybe. They should. They should. I bet fun. they could. Okay, so maybe they're more like the lichens uh, in the, that one movie. Yeah, we liken them to the werewolves <laughs> in Underworld. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then um, that girl, the Stocks girl, <laughs> she stays behind to fight <laughs> the liquors while, while our heroes go into the secret room, the butterfly mm. room, the star heart room. The rainbow room. The rainbow room. Two to the left, four to the right. Rainbow. Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Homecoming. <laughs> freight car. <laughs> freight train. <laughs> Is it freight car? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, remember when you used to know all those? Yeah. Just don't don't give them any clues, Shanley. I know you know it. Uh nine. Nine benign. Benign. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's uh, Captain America Civil War. Why do you explain it? It's not cool when you explain it. I'm trying to be accessible. No, this podcast is very <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> so inclu- so exclusive that no one listens. The people who listen, the people who listen, don't get it. Yeah, why do we listen? <laughs> They're trying to decipher the secret code in our ramblings. I would say all of the buzzwords, the activation words, but we could have a Winter Soldier listening. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. You got to be careful. There's li- there's Winter Soldiers listening all year everywhere. round. <laughs> Summer. It's winter in the South right now. Mm-hmm. So you got to do <laughs> yeah, it in the like fall in, in the Kentucky. spring. That's when you got to do it. Yeah. In the <laughs> South. In Oklahoma. It's winter. <laughs> we are so good. Okay. Geography is amazing. <laughs> um, making fun of the South? <laughs> uh, I just want to kind of go towards the climactic fight. So oh, she fights gosh. big There's eye monster. a climactic monster. fight? Yeah, they fight... Birkin. Birkin on a train. It's trying to use, like, working. Yeah. Oh, that didn't work. I almost Bur- said... <laughs> I, I was the whole pause. I was debating if I should, and I shouldn't. And here you go. But I'm going to. Anyways. My first thought when you said Birkin on a train was Birkin on a river, and that's, it's that's not. Na- that's it's nothing. nothing. That is nothing. 
when I'm it glad happened. you circled back around <laughs> to still tag it. Yep. Um, the movie would have been better without this fight because that big eye monster that Birkin turns into. This movie doesn't have the budget to really make a good CGI model. I thought it was that. okay. You thought it was? I thought the monster looked okay. Did you think the monster looked okay? I just didn't like the monster at all. Yeah, it was gross. But I didn't think they made it bad. But I thought they made it good. It was just gross looking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, think I agree. I don't like it when the bad guy is more gross than intimidating. Okay. Like, my concern with that thing coming at me wouldn't be, oh, sh- that's going to kill me. It's going it to touch me. Ew. Like, get it away from me. Like, mm. don't, don't let it get on me. Okay. You know? I just, I feel like it was a waste. I feel like we spend the movie with these, Did it like, look zombies. Like that in the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked pretty similar. I personally think it would be more interesting if they were fighting, like, a superhuman strength, just slightly different looking Birkin. Okay. I agree, I think. Do back. you guys recall how they kill Birkin? It was like a. Yeah, there you go. Bazooka? Yeah, uh, so uh, I don't know how they kill him, but I would like to ask uh, based on my notes. So, <laughs> I wrote, I think the rocket launcher would have killed more people. Does that have something to do with it? Shanley and you are on the same wavelength. Yeah, they ultimately Damn kill him shot. by pulling out a rocket launcher uh, that they find inside of the train, and they shoot it at him inside of the train car. So that's how they kill him. Freight car. Nine. Yes. Um, okay, well, so this is confusing then, because I know they had the eyeball shoulder monster fight, and then I wrote, the self-destruct was really anticlimactic. Mm. So the mansion self-destructed at 6 a.m., apparently. Right. But it was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. And then... They shot him with a rocket launcher. Yes. So the, the self-destructing mansion did nothing. It, well, they're away from the mansion at this point. They're on a subway train. So why would they show a mansion blowing up with none of our well, protagonists or antagonists in it? I thought it wasn't just the mansion. It was the whole town de- deconstructed, right? Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Well, well the mansion was in the woods. Like, outside of town. <clears throat> but the laboratory is beneath the mansion. Yes. So it being destroyed is, like, all of the evidence is is mm, gone with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that's the point. Okay. So then they're on a train, and then they blow up the guy with the rocket launcher? Yeah. And I think your point in your notes is that if you fire a rocket launcher inside of a train car, you're probably not going to be all right. You're probably correct about that, Jimmy. If I remember correctly, I think the game, the games, the majority of the early games all end with a rocket launcher. It's like a thing. Okay. According to my memory, the first game ends with you're on the roof and the... Of the police station? <clears throat> no, you're on the roof of the mansion. And I they thought send, the second game was in the mansion. The first game's in the mansion, the second game is in the police station. Oh. And you end up on the roof and a helicopter comes and then... Chris shoots a rocket launcher on the roof at Birkin Monster, and then you fly away. Which uh, Birkin hand? Tiny Birkin <laughs> hand. 
So that makes a little bit more sense because that's outside. Yeah. You know, when you shoot a rocket outside, it, it stays I really, outside. I haven't done enough research on rocket launchers, but what causes a rocket to explode? Like, is it dependent on hitting an object with a certain amount of mass that will cause it to explode? Or will huh. it explode on, like, anything? Like, if you hit, like, a pigeon with a rocket launcher, will it just, like, blast through the pigeon and keep going? Or will it explode because it touched something? I don't know. I think... I think it would explode. Really? Guess. On a pigeon? Mm-hmm. Okay. I always just assumed that it needed to hit, like... Because I feel like you always shoot a rocket... Uh, I don't. But you usually shoot a rocket launcher at, like, a building or, like, the ground... Or an eyeball or shoulder monster? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Well, I feel like an eyeball is less solid than a pigeon. And I don't so think I they like shot a, it directly. A man made of eyeballs eyeball. would probably just blow up, like, on his own. Mm. It'd be just. He's a jelly man. Just, yeah, jelly man! Right? Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want her to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, hell yeah. I have in my notes that there's no. What's his, What's the what's the alternative to Jelly Man? Offspring. Peanut Butter Man. Offspring. That's it. Jelly Man. Offspring. Offspring. Jelly Man. Lame. Boo, Matt. Boo. Why? Shanley gets a reference that you don't. This is this is a big day. This is a glorious day. Offspring, like the band. No. <laughs> do you want to tell him, or do you want him to just be mocked by all the listeners? Mocked. Shameful. I have in my notes that there's no Chekhov's rocket launcher, which I thought you'd get upset at me for putting in my notes, Jimmy. I'm not upset at you about it. I mean, I feel like you have things that you just like get a little self-satisfaction chuckle for like talking about or referencing. Well, my point is, is like. You don't just find a rocket launcher when you need it. I feel like that that's poor movie writing. I think you have to know You think that they should have shown that there was a rocket launcher earlier and then had the rocket launcher be used later? Yeah. I think that's like a reference to the video game, maybe. Because a lot of times in video games, you just stumble on a thing and then use it. Oh, okay. They don't go like, oh, later on, you're going to, you know, get this body armor and then that's going to come into play but that brings up the question again then should it be like that when you adapt it in a movie i feel like movies and video games follow different rules and you have to change up some of those rules when you're writing a movie i think maybe but i think that because of the nature of what this one is if i was a fan of the series and it's at like the end of every game it's like a thing that like at the end of the game you You find find a rocket launcher and then use it I would probably appreciate that it was done like that. Okay. Instead of giving like a weird clue just to satisfy one of the only three people who've ever seen this movie who will be like, I think they should have given a clue. It, it's a lot like the m- movie Clue. Also takes okay. place in a mansion. Oh. I never thought about that. That's crazy. What? I missed it. Matt's got a great point here about how Clue and this movie both take place in a mansion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Mr. Deeds. Yeah. But Mr. Deeds is but it's mostly like a, like a penthouse. Yeah. yeah. The movie Jack has penthouses. That's... Whoa. <laughs> and they have an eyeball. Oh! Oh, my God. A slimy connected. eyeball and a penthouse. <laughs> Bro. 
That's is this movie just things. a rebooted Jack? I think so. <laughs> okay, let's popcorn this and get out of here, huh? Um, yeah. Okay, well, one thing here is... Um, I wrote down... <laughs> all the times that they put on screen. Because they started doing that at some point in the movie. Where, like, all the events are taking place in the same day, early morning. Oh, and so okay, they would just, yeah, like, yeah. blast, like, black screen, white numbers, saying what time it is. Right. And so I believe the first one was 1 a.m., then right. 1.50 a.m., then 2 a.m., then 2.29 a.m., <laughs> then 4 a.m., then 4.23, then 5.55 and then 5.59, and it turns to 6 a.m., which is when the mansion is supposed to explode. Huh. Um, Does this count as counting? <laughs> what you yes. just did there. <laughs> so that is 1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, <laughs> 6, 7, 8, did you miss eight or minutes? 9 times shown on screen. Okay. And why? Did either of you feel... Like, those times being displayed on screen added any value to the filmmaking. Shanley? I feel like it somewhat added a sense of, like, urgency. Hmm. And just, like, oh, shoot. It, you know, we know that the city's going to get blown up at 6 a.m. And mm-hmm. so just seeing, like, it's, o- it's 4 a.m. They have two hours to get out of there, and they are not moving. You know? Did it give, like, a, a declaration that it's, like, Four hours to self-destruct or something no. like that? No. They announced at some point that the the mansion was going to self-destruct at 6 a.m. Oh, okay. Okay. So it, it does build. But I wrote that towards the end. I wrote that after um, Birkin gets an eyeball shoulder. So I said, <laughs> eyeball shoulder gross. Um, the dynamic between them is underexplained. And then I wrote, the mansion self-destructs at 6 a.m.? Question mark. And then the next one is that the self-destruct was really anticlimactic. Okay. So I don't know if they announced it super early on or not, but does it bother either of you guys that they kind of stick to, like, like rounded numbers yeah. that you would go to? 1 o'clock, one fifty, two, but then they start going weird with it. 229, 4, 423. Like, I feel like... Pick it's a one lane. or the other. Like, yeah. you don't, like, why are so many of them on, like, things that end in zero or at the hour or whatever? Gotcha. So, like, just be random times or be all, like, on, uh, you know, like time that you would hour. tell someone, meet me at this time. Um, Not some weird rando minute. Well, let, let me answer your first question of whether I thought it added anything. I like it. I like the vibe when a movie is, like, selling the fact that like this is an incident that transpired and this is what happened on that on September 30th at 229 and okay. it, it kind of not exactly a documentary vibe but almost like an investigation I, I enjoy that now the fact that they have some on the hour things I think that's annoying especially because if the first one was 1am that would have been like when Claire got into the semi-truck or something, it would have been something that's not regimented on a specific time. So that is kind of annoying. 
that being said, things do happen at 1 a.m. They sure do. Yeah. And uh, we know that more than most people. We do. Um, this <laughs> podcast is often happening at 1 a.m. Screaming outside of our window. Mm-hmm. 1 a.m. From the fans. Um, so here's my thoughts on it. Sure, it's not the worst thing when certain like directors or whatever use it. Um, like in Independence Day, they use it to say which day it is. Yeah. And so it's only happening a couple times throughout, not a couple, but a few times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it in that, but it's fine. Sure. But I think when you're going to do it however many times I counted, they did it in this one. I think you said eight or nine. It's excessive. And it's unnecessary. Okay. I think that I prefer in like a heist movie or something when somebody does like a audible time check they're like oh like what's going on or like you know Mm, uh, if there's some like other indicator or even if just like when they like switch scenes it's like in the corner in like an establishing shot they just like throw up the time real quick and then move on but Mm. i feel like the dramatic like cut to black and then like 4 23 a.m it's like i don't care i don't i don't need to know that that's not that doesn't mean anything to me you know hmm Maybe just do, like, one for every, like, hour or, like, couple hours, and then do the dramatic, like, 555, 559, because then we know we're building towards, like, an explosion, I feel like the end of the movie, though, ends with almost, like, a debrief. I don't know if it's exactly, like, a freeze frame, but when the heroes leave the train, there's, like, a script on screen. Is there? Yeah, and so it, it... it's kind of like you're watching, um, again, like an investigation of whatever the incident was. Sure. I'm, I'm kind of into it. I see what you're saying. It may excessive. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But I, I do enjoy that. I, I like that tone that it sets. I, I like when sci-fi movies have an almost like clinical tone to them. Because it feels divorced from the actions happening on screen, which in some ways for me makes it feel like it's more realistic. Like, have you ever seen the movie The Fourth Kind? It, it's kind of a found footage movie, but it, it, it's got that same sort of thing where you're not completely immersed in the story. You're watching it sort of at a distance. And it helps me kind of to suspend reality a little bit because it... Because I myself am watching this movie in my living room. When the movie acknowledges that in a sort of distant way, it makes me feel like, oh, this actually happened. I don't know. I I feel like it works for me. I feel like if if we know that we're moving towards an event that happens at a certain date or time, then I'm kind of into it. Because it's like, you're letting me know, like, how close we are to that and how much, like, urgency there is to... Like, oh my god, things are falling apart and they're this close to things happening. Mm-hmm. Oh no, how are they going to get out of it? It, it? That's fun. But I think in this, unless I missed it, I don't think that they said early on in the movie, like, I don't think it happens in the first half of the movie that the place is going to blow up at 6am. They so, did. In the first half? Yes. Really? So when uh, Luther Billy Bones gets his um, Palm Pilot, it says on there, Everything you need to know is on the device. Raccoon City will be destroyed at 6 a.m. Oh, what? damn, Shanley. Mm, mm, wow. Mm. Is this a great movie? Did yes. I just miss everything? <laughs> you did. This is a perfect film. <laughs> I apologize to the great creative team behind this film that I don't remember actually what the name is. 
Okay. Raccoon City Blues. <laughs> cool. Popcorn? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yes. Shanley? Um, so we kind of talked about how sucky that rookie cop was. Leon. But he slept through a car crash Leon? and then an explosion right outside the police department. Oh, yeah. He was at the front desk. And right? he was just sleeping through we it. We call that pulling a Shanley. <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon City PD. What is it? Yahtzee. Yeah. Uh, that would have been good if I would have got the timing right. Try it again. Raccoon City Police Department Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Oh, Leon. Oh. Ooh, ooh. So, yeah, I have that note. Then his boss comes in and just, do you have any quotes? Because I have a few quotes. Oh, shit. I don't think I wrote down any quotes from this movie. I don't even remember if we do quotes before popcorn. I don't think that they said any lines in this movie. <laughs> but we don't. We do those at the end. Shanley's just okay, well, messing everything up. Never mind. You can. You don't have to, though. So the rookie comes sucking at his job, sleeping on the job. Then sucking his on boss dog walks in and just completely sounds like unfazed and says, you might want to close the gates and get a fire extinguisher. Uh, D- Donald Logue showed up in this movie. He sure did. He was really good in it. Oh, damn it. I have one quote from him, and I hope no one takes it because it's the only quote I wrote down in the entire movie. Okay, you can go first then. We're not on that yet. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was good in this. I really enjoyed him. A problem that I had with this movie is that, aside from the fact that they used character names that I knew from the game, I don't think anybody was a really memorable character that stuck with me, with the exception of two. I felt like Donald Logue's character as the chief was really good in this. And, and boy, did that make a difference. Because since I cared about him as a character, when he was in the parking lot, do you remember his death scene? When he's in the parking lot and the oh, dog, the dog, it, yeah, the dog. yeah, it made that scene so much better because I'm like, ah, oh, I like this character. I don't want him to die, and and he's kind of a side character, so you really don't know if he's going to survive in it. Yeah. So uh, that was great. It makes a difference when you care about characters in a movie. <laughs> Which is uh, pretty groundbreaking. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that being said, he's one of two. And I think the only other character that I found memorable was Leon. And he's kind of a bumbling idiot. I think probably if people are fans of the character from the game, they probably didn't like this portrayal of him. But I did. I thought it worked. He had kind of... I have in my notes... Uh, the reason I bring this up during Popcorn is because... I have... Oh, I like this Ben Bertolucci guy. He's got a whole Jason Lee vibe going on for him. So, uh, thought he was good. Liked him. Bumbling idiot. But he got some kills in. Oh, again. Take your word for it. But again, like, you have these forgetful characters who are doing big kills on zombies, and for me at least, I didn't care. But then when, like, Leon, who's who's an idiot, who's failing at everything up to this point, when he gets a good, like, oh. save-the-day moment, when he kills a zombie, it, like, it it matters to me. You should make characters that people care about. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Thanks. Popcorn. Um, why is it called the Raccoon Police Department and not the Raccoon City Police Department? Uh, because, because they have raccoon police department written on stuff, and that's dumb. Historically, all they would police is the raccoon population. 
That's why they're That's also why incompetent. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look like little burglars when you catch them. It's fun. Uh, that that's what they're called in the game. Raccoon the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. It is kind of dumb. Oh, I have in my my popcorn. Why does this movie keep starting? <laughs> <laughs> that was the that really was the pace of this movie. It was just like like oh oh here we go. The movie's really gonna take off now, and then it would like settle back into this sort of first act introductory introducing terms and character characters yeah. like tone. So, I have that. I definitely felt that. Ooh, I have Living Specimen on the Slab is an amazing prosthetic work. And I stand by that. Like, the the prosthetics in this movie are really good. And it, it was smart of them to do so much, like, practical effects on zombies and specimens. Because it they had the budget for that. And they definitely had some uh, very talented artists doing those things. It, in my opinion, better than the CGI. Because I thought the CGI dog was pretty bad looking as well. Yeah. I I remember that sticking out. Kind of reminded me of the um, season of the witch wolf. Mm. <gasps> oh my god. I'm Do sorry. you know what Marini Andouli is? I figured out what Marini yeah! Andouli is. No way. Yeah. What is it? It's anticlimactic though. Just like the self-destruct. Um... <laughs> I think these are two of the policemen. Oh. But there's people on the IMDb character list named Enrico Marini and Kevin Dooley. <laughs> All right. So Kevin Mer, uh, Kevin Dooley. Oh, you said Enrico? Enrico Marini. He's the one who gets killed by the, the first zombie that they see. Okay. So that's Marini and Dooley. Uh. But I wrote it as... Someone maybe said it in a way that sounded like it was one name, and so I wrote that down. Your second child should be named that. There's a lady who plays Dooley's zombie uncredited. That would be the zombie that's eating Dooley. Okay. I thought it was going to be him as a zombie. (laughs) That's how I interpreted it. That'd be better. Um, But okay, well... That was a great scene uh, when we Chris... We cut that and just live in the mystery of what <laughs> Marini Andouli is. Now the peeps gotta know. Yeah. That was a great scene when Chris is confronted for the first time with the zombies, and he's, like, in the dining room, and he's, like, hiding under the dining room table, and it's dark, and the only lighting is when he fires his gun. Do you remember that? It nope. felt very, uh, gamish. What? It felt like I was watching... The video game being played. Uh, game itch. Game itch. <laughs> That's what I thought she said. I was like, I don't know who that is. And like, yeah, game itch. You know, game itch is always doing so Firing his gun in the dark. <laughs> is it kind of like a Dark Knight thing? Huh? Like the Dark Knight? Uh, what? Huh? What about the Dark Knight? You're fighting. <laughs> fighting in the dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it it did feel like playing the video game for that. Hmm. Game my my final note is the letter Q, and I think oh. I think that was probably there by accident. But that's fun. Uh, hey, quotes quotes. You. So I have two. Okay. Jimmy, <laughs> since you have one, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I I'm. I really apologize if this isn't a quote, 
but I think it must be. I think that this is Don Domino Gleason uh-huh. when he's leaving Leon at the police station alone, and he's taking off, okay. and everything's going crazy, and he says, "I'm going. At ease. Take care. Good luck. I know you'll do a great job," and just leaves him there. Oh yeah, he's just like packing up and leaving. Yeah, that's good. I feel like it was. He's mm. just like I'm out of here. I thought it was funny. That's good. That's not the quote that I have. The quote that I have. Oh damn it! Is is Donald? Wait, how many do you have? Not a lot. And as I've learned, some of the things I put in quotation marks aren't actually <laughs> quotes in the movie. Shanley, distract your baby. He's I have to take the um, changing bag. Donald Logue. I have he's in this Don- movie. <laughs> I have Donald Logue saying not you you moron to leon because <laughs> he's like giving out orders to like different officers and then leon thinks he's talking to him and then he says not you you moron that tied with your quote is very good i know you'll do a good job when he just finished calling him a moron and i think it's like his first day on the job or something leon yes it's great and so he's he- like he's telling him you're the new chief of police <laughs> great wait so i think i have a third part to this Okay. Because I have, I didn't mean you, you moron, dot, 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 and then, and get a haircut, you goddamn hippie. (laughs) So I think that was the end of that quote. That's great. That's a good one. I think he's the, he's the best character in this movie. He is the best character in this movie. Any other quotes? I have another quote from him. Congratulations on the promotion. I'm sure your father would be glad to know his pathetic specimen of a son is rising so quickly through the ranks. I think that goes with Jimmy's. (laughs) Any other quotes, y'all? Or is that it? Are we just going to ignore my son squawking? I think he's turning into a zombie. (laughs) I'm going to cut out some of it. As much as I love it. Sean, do an impression <laughs> of like the He smiled at me and like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he loves it. When you make noises that he makes back to him, it's like his favorite thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a Simba at the end of Lion King thing. <laughs> Rawr. Yeah. I can't believe it, but I have this movie ranked already. I have it ranked. Oh, wait. And I think I agree with it. Alright, shall we go to Rankins? Something that we do in this show. People are going to be offended. Okay. So, Jimmy, you want to go first? Um, if you want, it's your movie. No, the the chooser of the movie usually goes last. Well, the chooser of the movie, I think, usually gets to dictate the conversation. Well, I'm dictating really, to you. Yeah, you take that dick real good. Thanks for that. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> um... So, of the 11, this is number 8. Number 8? What's... uh, The Ocho. Can you remind me your number 1? American Pie. Yeah, okay. Cool. What's what's the bottom of your list? Vampire Academy. Okay. What? This is in between... Betwixt. Season of the Witch at number 7 and The Rock at number 9. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I think that if I tell people that I would rather watch Season of the Witch <laughs> and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City than The Rock, 
Your a lot of people would be pretty goes, offended yeah. by that. I, I believe that you're on the right track with that. I, I'm good with that. I support you on that. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. The only people's opinions that matter are in this room. Yep. Hmm. Shanley, do you got your ranking? I do. I actually yeah. finalized it right before Jimmy started talking. And I also have it at number eight. Ooh. Oh my god, we should get married. Aww. Uh, betwixt, oh, can you tell us your number one, your number 11, and then what it's between? You know what's yes. funny is you want you want the reminder because it's been a while since we've done this and you don't remember, but the listeners have been just repeating all these episodes. They don't need this reminder. They know where our rankings are. They don't listen. <laughs> they listen <laughs> they've listened a lot since we've stopped. Have you? Yes. <laughs> I, I can't speak. I Have you been yes. looking at the numbers? No. Okay. Well, then how do you know that? You've made me look at them several times. I feel like, like your kids I wonder if ask. people are still downloading us. Do you, have you, checked the down, you should check the downloads. I've done that a couple <laughs> times. I'm going to sell the equipment. All right, go ahead, Shanley. My number one is The Mummy. The Mummy. Best movie ever. Number 11 is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Um, and then what I have right around number 8, number 7 is The Rock, so I would rather watch that. Okay. And I would rather watch Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City over Season of the Witch. Hmm. Fascinating. Guess how many downloads we have in the last 30 days. Six. 93. Whoa! In the last 30 days. Okay. So 90 okay. days, we haven't been doing this. It's not bad. I'm crushing it. Total downloads at this point? A billion. <laughs> Dang! Good rankings, Shanley. For me? Good rankings. I have Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City at number eight. What? No way. We should get married. <laughs> uh, I have The Mummy number one, Vampire Academy number 11, and this is between The Rock at number seven and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter at number nine. So it seems like we have sort of things close. similar in, yeah. the, in the same vicinity. You guys are wrong at the top of the list. But that's fine. I uh, recently changed my rankings and put Vampire Academy at the bottom, though, because Season of the Witch was at the bottom. That's good. Uh, so uh, I've changed that. We have all of our, like, traditional horror gothic things at the bottom of our lists. Zombie, vampire, witch, vampire, Sean Connery. All at the bottom. Hmm. hmm. Such an interesting note. Wait, do you remember what we did? Are we just not going to rewatch this movie? <laughs> I don't think so. We, we're just going to ready to move on. Good for us. Yeah. yeah I kind of want to watch it as a crew, not as a podcasters. Wow. You've really grown. Thanks. In this 90 days off. <laughs> COVID has shown me so many things. Let's see here. Who's uh Whose spin be it? It's my spin. Damn it, really? Yes! Yes. (laughs) 
Dude, okay, so. I, need, I, need, I need another 90 days, dude. I can't with this. I think your last choice was Vampire Academy, wasn't it? Um, or was it It Abraham was Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln oh, Vampire Hunter. No way. Yeah. It was Abe Lincoln's, then American Pie, then Raccoon City? Yep. Dang. That's fascinating. Do you have anything that you hope it's going to be, Shanley? Um... That's crazy. I kind of, you know, I was turned off of the movie jar for a little while. I think I'm back on movie jar. Ah. Well, I don't know if the listeners were at all around when we had your break from wanting the movie jar. So I think (laughs) now that we're back to where we're actually doing the podcast, coincidentally, you're also back on... Our last episode, she was into it. Hmm. Oh, sorry. It's important to say that we've had our third umbrella... Our third Umbrella Academy cast member on a movie for the podcast. Oh. We've had Luther. Wait, let's hear the guess. Oh. We, already, we did this actually off. Off pod. Okay, so, so you had Luther <laughs> yeah. and you had Klaus. Yeah. And I'm going to guess we had the monkey in the WrestleMania movie. <laughs> Good yeah, guess. Pogo the Chimpanzee from Umbrella Academy is played by the actor who is uh, Mike TV's dad in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Yeah. So it is the monkey. It is, yeah. Okay, so I was right. You were. That's awesome. You were right! I'm always right. All right, now we can spin. Jimmy, do you have any categories you hope it is? Jimmy's strictly Jimmy. No. <laughs> it's never happened and it's not going to happen. No, no, you just said that and now it's going to happen. Strictly Jimmy. Strictly I want, Jimmy. um, what is our, oh, the one where we actually roll dice. That that was a fun one when we did that. We did that for Season of the Witch, right? Claire Foy was in Vampire Hunter or Vampire Academy. Yes. And Season of the Witch. That would be a fun one for this because there are some names in this and some not names so good call okay let's see what, what let's see what we get spin it by the mic that was a strong spin i was in the pictures pick an old-timey actor's filmography oh okay so it's you didn't read it correctly jimmy do you want to <laughs> I was in the pictures. <laughs> it's Uncle Jack from Arrested Development. <laughs> I pinned the army, man. I was never in the army. I was in the pictures. So God bless old- you for being in the army. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so an old-timey actor, and uh, it gives us an opportunity to delve deep into the golden era of Hollywood. Do you know so- any golden age actors? No. Mm, can't say that I do. Is is Steve McQueen one of them? I think that would be a good one. Yeah. I don't know what golden age Well, is, it doesn't... Well, just like old-timey, like the yeah. greats. So, um, yeah, I think Steve McQueen would who's be... Who's the guy in North by Northwest? Um, Gary Cooper. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, you can just look up, like, best black-and-white film actors and... Cary Grant. Sorry. Cary Grant. Shanley, any old-timey actors... I don't know any. I, I think I'm really going to have to do some research here. Humphrey Bogart. All right. So an old-timey 
actor. This is gonna be good. Do you think you're gonna go like male actor or like a female actor? Um, Sydney Poitier. Mm. I think I'm probably gonna go female, but or we'll Cindy see. Or Sydney Poitier. Nay. <laughs> is that anything? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> I think I'm probably gonna go female, but I don't know. I I feel like I'm I'm not super excited for this. Just like ah, but I do think I'm gonna be excited when we s- get something and educate myself. Hmm. You know, be more cultured. Can I give you some information that might you might turn you around on this? Yes. Movies back then were like four to seven minutes long, so this is gonna be a real easy watch. Okay. Sound good? What about like a Katherine Hepburn movie, eh? Or like like a Grace Kelly. Alright, well why don't we tie up this episode because uh, baby Sean ain't too happy. But please join us 91 days from now on our next episode. (laughs) uh, Right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel where we'll watch Watch and I was was in the pictures. Yep, movie. (laughs) That's right. Hot dog, what an episode. I laughed, I cried, I made a sizable anonymous donation to a nonprofit supporting underprivileged youth. It's episodes like this and listeners like you that make this podcast special. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, please let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, and maybe reach out to us via email at weeklywatchwheel at gmail.com or via Instagram at theweeklywatchwheel. We hope to hear from you, and we'll see you next time. It's the Weekly Watch Wheel. Oh, boy's awake. Can you vacuum? I freaking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't... He's been sleeping for the last two months. (laughs) And the second we hit record, he starts going. You just knew it. It's like, wait, (laughs) should I be there? (laughs) I freaking knew it. How rude. He started without me.